Hello everybody. Before we get started with today's episode, it is imperative as always that you like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, everything you guys do in that regard helps us so much. Um, we would not be able to have views or attention or anything without you guys. So um, keep doing that. It's fucking awesome. It helps us a lot. Um, we do remember it and we do think about it. So um, whether you're watching, you like some, you know, you like a part or whatever, you know, feel free to drop something in the comments too. You know, let us know how you're doing. Um, this episode today is with local EDM artist um, slash DJ Sadboy Samurai. And we've had him on the show before. We had him on with, um, Cat, can you not chew the cable? Hey! <sighs> this cat's name is Lucifer for a reason. Jesus Christ. Hey, okay. Cats, man. Fucking fucking cat was chewing my cable. <sighs> Girlfriend's cat named Lucifer. So, I mean, you can't be surprised, right? Um, but anyways, this guest, uh, he was on previously with Lowell Savage, episode 32, and I felt really bad um, <laughs> because we didn't have you know, we didn't have the Zoom, the P4 Zoom. <clears throat> and uh we just didn't really have the capability to like have more than two people really. Um, <clears throat> so it was kind of a struggle, you know, getting, you know, getting his volume up. It just didn't really work well in the mix. So I felt like he was one of the people that I had to have on, um, in the new studio first. And I'm glad I did. I think we had a really good conversation. Um, he brought off for a bottle of vodka and left that, um, really gracious Okaboji vodka, which, um, kind of pays homage to like where I grew up. I spent a lot of summers in Okaboji, um, cause of my father, um, you know, cause he's a lawyer and he had, you know, he had school and, um, his classes had, you know, they all took place in Okaboji. So, um, I still got half a bottle that left. I haven't enjoyed vodka in like at least two, three years. It's been a long time. I'm not usually a vodka guy, but we got some uh, strawberry lemonade mix and it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. It was like, and I think, I think he mentioned that, like, that was like a drink. So strawberry lemonade and vodka, um, we're going to call it a Jolly Rancher and that's some good shit. Um, might be something we have to do again. All right. Without further ado, here are some announcements and here's the show. A few announcements today. Um, local shows. I have decided that I'm going to start doing these um, for ad breaks because um, we suck. Nobody wants to be on our show. Nobody wants to promote their product. So I'm going to promote everybody else's stuff. That's how this is going to work. <laughs> um, the first one is going to be at Lefties on the 16th of April um, this month, I guess. Um, a future guest, a couple future guests we're having, a six man, and uh, Sterling Banks is uh, one of the openers for the act. Um it's good. There's gonna be this show here at Lefties. Uh, it's gonna be twenty dollars. Um, and it's gonna feature Six Man, The Fix, U.S. Tour, Channel with a three instead of an E, and uh, Sterling Banks. And um, I like I said, I'm actually gonna have him on the show um, before that goes. So by the time he's on and you know that episode goes up, the show will have already happened. So if anybody wants to go see a rap show, um, that's a good one to go to. Secondly. Uh, later the next week on the 21st of April, we have the group therapy tour coming to town again at lefties. Um, 
kind of repetitive, but I feel like, you know, these venues are probably just, you know, a little sparse on who's willing to, you know, have people with COVID. And, you know, another thing to remember with all these, you know, be smart, wear masks. Um, if you're not feeling well, don't go. Um, but this is the group therapy tour. It's going to be at Lefties in Des Moines. Um, $20 vans, $25 up at the door, um, and $50 VIP. Um, it's going to feature Snake Lukey. I'm, I'm going to fuck up these names. <laughs> is what what is Lukey you think? L U C C I. Is that Lukey or Lucy? Like Gucci? Probably Lucci. Lucci? Okay. Snake Lucci, Tuffbo the Truth, King Iso, C Mob, and Lola, our friend Lola Savage is gonna be opening for them. So um again, if you if you you know, if you're like me and you want to get out and want to go do some stuff, that's a good opportunity to do that. Day after 420, so you can uh, celebrate 420 a day later, maybe. Um Later in May, uh, former guest uh, Jacob the Freak is going to be performing in Illinois. I think Molly Wack would actually really like this one. Um, it's the he's at the going to be at the Pop Up Horror Market um, from noon to seven p.m. Six dollars advance, ten dollars at the door. It is unfortunately well, not unfortunately. It's in uh, East Moline, Illinois, at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. Not so it's not that far. Like about two, three hour day, you think? Why don't you look it up? Really quick. Um, but yeah, good friend Jacob the Freak. He's been on the show, uh, I guess, just once. But he's done some really crazy shit. And uh, I was looking on, on the website too. There's gonna be, um, there's gonna be some people, uh, you know, from four movies. I think the the guys that play Jason Voorhees, um, and some other actors. Oh damn! Only two and a half hours. Damn, so that's like on the border of Illinois. Yeah. So that's it's not... in the Quad Cities. Oh, I see, I see. Hmm, damn. Oh, well. Anyways, the, so those are the announcements. Those are the shows, some events coming up. Um, if you like me and you're sick of all the COVID shit, um, get out, be smart, wear a mask. All right, everybody, let's get back to the show. Hello, everybody. You're watching slash listening to the McAllister Hours. As always, I'm your host, Cole McAllister. Today, we're joined by returning guest, Sadboy Samurai, a.k.a. Jordy Flash. How are you doing, man? What's up? I'm all right. Just been chilling. <laughs> Just wake up a little bit ago, or? Uh, yeah. Just got the day started, <laughs> honestly. Well, uh, you're, you were just telling me before we started that you've been performing quite a bit. Um, you're actually performing tonight. What's the details with that? Um, tonight, uh, we got bass night at Nightingale, downtown Des Moines, over in uh, East Village. Um, first set's at 9. I open it up. We got, uh, me, Nikki Rage, Mr. Pixel, and the boy Tommy Guns from Iowa City. And, yeah, shout out Iowa City boys. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um... So, for those who don't remember from the last episode, you mainly do EDM production type stuff, right? Yeah. And are you, so when you perform, are you doing a lot of your own beats, or are you doing other people's beats? How what, how's um, that work? A mixture of mine and other homies. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So, shit, like what, I guess, like what are, you said last time you do, you use a lot of different kind of programs. Yeah. Um, pretty um, much everything. Yeah. Last time, 
Actually, I was uh, I was pretty balls deep in Ableton, and now mm. I've actually made the switch back to my roots. I've been uh, I I go back to FL when I feel like I need to like start pumping out beats faster. Mm. Um, I like to take my time on Ableton because I like to really learn the system, and I mean, uh, it's. I mean, I don't know. It, it's nothing more than what FL is. I mean, and what mm-hmm. I've taught myself on FL over the years too. I feel like I was like throwing a lot of that knowledge away just to try and learn a new DAW. But it's good to know a bunch of different DAWs. So yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's definitely uh you know especially in this emerging market with music. <clears throat> I feel like a really important thing is going to be you know knowing as much as you can yeah. about all the software and you know all the you know i think we're really going to enter a day and age where people are really going to need to know how to do everything yeah you know what i mean yeah as, as far as uh as far as any type of music production goes i feel like um if anybody is just strictly producing um definitely start messing around even if you don't feel like you can sing or rap or do whatever start messing around with pro tools and get uh get familiar with that especially for vocals uh that's what it's meant for and it, it's you can do almost anything you can get some real good quality production out of that so i like to um actually take my uh beats from fl and mix them through pro tools sometimes mm. so so is there integration between the programs or you just export it i just export yeah. okay hmm. yeah it's you know it's really interesting there isn't really a right way to do anything yeah. you know everyone has their different way how uh, you know dude, they do I stuff such a, like i ask backwards a way of producing like people look at it it's just like that's so weird like i always it's, it's different each time like most people are like i need a drum pattern first or i need a melody or i need this i need that i need a different type of bass and this and it's just like i don't know it, the cadence usually just comes to you i i typically because i like to i don't know i like to produce a lot more like melodic stuff because i mean it just i don't know that's what i was like raised on so it's um it's a matter of like getting down the melody and whatnot and then just out of nowhere a cadence kind of hits you and you're like mm. okay now this is a house song all right now this is some rhythm all right now this is some just some wonky experimental bass or whatever the case is so when you're performing is it is it a lot more like um like you know like you said like in rhythm like on the fly or do you have lots of stuff pre-planned how's that all work um, i have curated sets I, that like i have like kind of in my head like i don't know the playlist but like most of the time if i'm doing something like a open open deck night or like tonight like i have like a few songs in mind like i'm probably gonna play some dmx but like i don't really have anything like set in stone and probably just mm. go out there and just throw down i don't know do what i've just been doing <laughs> hmm. Hmm. that's cool man uh i i don't think this at all but I'm, this is kind of just always a question that pops into my mind when you yeah. talk to like edm dj uh edm dj you know type people um you know there's the, always the accusation that there isn't a lot of talent that goes into it like you know they're just pushing yeah. a button yeah. what do you what do you say to someone who says that like what like wh- how would you argue like you perform <laughs> I, I can't speak for anybody else but myself. No. <laughs> but I don't know. Come watch me perform, and I'll show you. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. I've been mixing for quite a long time, so it's uh. How long have you been doing that? Um, I've been able to mix for a solid 
I'd say a solid 15 years. Wow. Since I was about, like, I, I, about eight is when I like started to really understand uh, transitions. And I was using all sorts of stuff. Uh, I grew up around, I don't know, a lot of people who just had like music equipment and half of them didn't really know what to do with it. So, and um, apps on my phone, apps on computers and whatnot. I was just teaching myself all sorts of stuff. Damn. And uh, yeah, that's where I really started to understand how to mix and blend and like, not your press and play blend, but like really understanding EQing and mm-hmm. like the different like okay i don't know i grew up where every car we had had two 12s in the back so like it was just i was always i was just always around bass so like bass was just <laughs> bass was just always there i know i knew how to make that noise so hmm. i don't know and every time i heard a beat like there's those certain beats you hear as a kid and like mainly for me it was hip-hop beats but like i there was the electronic music that i would hmm. hear on the radio and I would look up myself. I was totally geeked out on Daft Punk and uh, and uh, other uh, who else? Moby, Mojo, mm-hmm. a few others. But like, I was hooked. Like, just <laughs> hooked. And like, it felt weird at first because I was like, there was a stigma on electronic music. It was just rave music. It was just you got to be on whacked out on mm-hmm. drugs. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, dude, this is. I like this. I, I grew up shuffling and professionally dancing and whatnot too. So like that was a big part of it too. Mm. And there's a lot of chocolate music and all sorts of dancing. So, so I didn't know that about you. I, I mean to divert, but like, what what was that experience like for you? Like, what, what um, when were you active? What did that all involve? Yeah. Um. Whew. Um. So I grew up competitively dancing, uh, doing b boy stuff, popping, locking, animation. Um, just about anything, dance, and um, hell, I was uh doing all sorts of battles and performances, um, music videos. Was that here in Iowa, or did you travel for that? Or I traveled for a lot of it here in Iowa. Um, competed on a America's Got Talent. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, Is there like a clip of you like that we could find? I don't know. Of you doing that? Maybe I'm not sure. I'll Would it be under Molly? Look that up. Would it be under Jordy Flash? No, it'd be under like Jordan, but like my government shit. Jordan Dune. Okay. You might be able to find it. You'll probably find some show choir shit first. What was the? What was it? What's Jordan? What Jordan Newbill J O I D O N N E W B I L L O N. Doesn't really look like it. Yeah. Shoot. I was like, I there's probably more. Yeah, no, like, there's probably more. I don't know. I've deleted a lot of my dance stuff. There's like mm. maybe a couple of clips of me doing some stuff on like my Instagram, like at the bottom of the page type shit. But like, I don't know. So how old would you have been doing that? I've been dancing just as long as I. I don't know. I. <laughs> 
forever. Okay. For, literally forever. Yeah, no, that was like that was like the first thing. That's that was my like I was totally set on being in like the next eighty step up movies and just that no, that was I was like I thought I was him. Like <laughs> I got uh, like I'm not um not bad but like uh I just it's not like I lost the passion for it. But mm, I get that. The the monopoly of it like I, there's nothing you can't really make money off of it anymore oh i see like, i could go choreograph but still it's like it's very tough to be out there and make top like choreography type money like, like trisha miranda money like that's choreographing like beyonce sets for grammys and shit like that mm. that's which is what i was you know aiming for or at least just being a backup dancer in that case but like you know yeah that's kind of the problem with the industries i'm sure it's like it's really elite in a sense where like it's a very small amount of people oh, yeah. and they all know each other you know get oh, yeah. that position. I mean, granted i was like i was in that circle and whatnot mm. but like i just kind of i don't know i always had a passion for making the music like i enjoyed mm. dancing but it felt like more like a hobby and kind of a chore at times and i'd like when i was like producing and making my own beats and whatnot Hmm. That felt like I had it. Like it felt like I had an advantage on certain things because like I'd been doing it for however long, and so it just felt a lot more natural, and I could be like more productive doing that. And so like yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, I, we've talked about this in the podcast before, like how I feel like you know the people who really make it as artists they you know they're involved in several different kinds of areas. So yeah. um, I, I guess that just speaks testament to uh you know how much you do. Yeah. Um. And it really helps when you can, damn, when you're squeaking and shit. <laughs> it really helps when you can uh, grow up, um, you know, dancing and doing that shit and hearing those different cadences, dancing those different types of styles, um, especially the b-boying. That helped me a lot with just, because when you're break dancing, you're dancing to a lot of breakbeat type stuff, and that's where a lot of the actual, like, DJing and a lot of the scratching I was hearing at first was coming in and like that's where I was teaching myself how to do mm. that and it helps with the rhythm and it helps with like the creativity of like making a song cause like you know what you want to hear you have a certain sound like a certain a certain cadence that you chase or like a certain few ones that you're like that is your I don't know your favorite beat and like from there um as long as you know like sound design and whatnot, I had to Learned that in school and whatnot. And oh wow! Well, like, like we mean like school. Like you went to like college for that or like high school classes or yeah, a little bit of both. Um, okay, that and just you know a lot of self-taught stuff too. So what'd you go to college for? Um, well, at first music production, and then started to like defer it off of that because like I already had like all the knowledge that I thought I needed. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I learned from a a lot of like a lot of like top tier like producers that um that just got the honor of like growing up and being around as a kid and whatnot. So it was uh, it's just super cool to be involved with certain things like at certain ages because it like I mean sometimes it's bad to be exposed to certain things, but like when you're exposed to just the genuine like musicality of it and like you know you just take from it what you can type of thing like mm. I, don't know. I wasn't trying to be bad by any means <laughs> just trying to make music 
I know there's yeah. a stigma around like hip hop and whatnot, but like mm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, the last time I made a hip hop song, I was like, I think that's changing a lot. Though. A year and a half ago, but yeah. There's it's <sighs> slow. Kind I mean, of, yeah. it's it's not like yeah, yeah. like snap a finger, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always gonna it's always gonna get the stink face. But like, yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, I think jazz had the stink too. You know, and in, in that well, day, mainly now it's black people making jazz yeah. music. So I mean. Anything black people involved just think it's stink face. We know that. But, yeah, you know, yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's the reality. Um, so you you know you're performing tonight, and uh, um, you know you've performed previously. I'm just kind of because you know I actually performed. Uh, we were just talking about that yeah. before the show with uh, Lolo and all them. Hell yeah! Um, Shout out all them. Well, I guess how do you approach like everything with COVID and like you know uh, I think everywhere has been having kind of the mass mandate, but yeah, no, I um, well, I guess what's your observation on like how that's all? Fuck, I was wearing masks before COVID, so I don't know. <laughs> Damn, I'm a weeb, so I just had a bunch of <laughs> yeah, I just had a bunch of masks and shit of like I don't know. Of the of the anime variety, I guess, <laughs> and so like I don't know, I was already going to festivals and shows wearing those because I I already have like kind of a germ thing, like I don't know, it's like a little bit of OCD, but like I just don't like being in rooms with hot ass breath and just people, just <laughs> it just bugs me the fuck out, and so I already had masks on deck and Damn. ready for this. So was it like was that well, like were you scared not scared but were you taking precautions of oh, like yeah. other you know oh, yeah. things previously? Yeah, I was for the longest time just not going anywhere, and if I was, then I was making sure I was taking every precaution that I needed to, carrying Purell on me, and you know keeping my distance. Yeah, yeah. Do do you, not to get too personal, but do you have like a like an immune deficiency, or you just? No, um, I got a great immune system, honestly. I, um, yeah, no, I, I haven't really had too many problems. I thought I'd had it, uh, recently, but. Oh, you thought you had COVID? Yeah, but it was just one of those colds that kind of kicks your ass every now and then. And, like, I hadn't had a cold in I don't know how long, so, like, it really felt like something was wrong. And, like, it only lasted, like, two days. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, I'm good. Hmm. <laughs> have you uh are you gonna get the vaccine at all or oh yeah you, for sure that, have that's you, gonna be the only way i feel comfortable going back to festivals mm-hmm. and, and make bigger shows and whatnot other than that i'm usually there and i'm standing in a corner somewhere like <laughs> i got because i'm usually quite involved at shows usually up on the rail or playing whatever the case is uh, and just a big group of friends or whatnot, but it's hard to do that and like be comfortable doing it. I don't know. It's just always mm. in the back of my mind. Like I'm not trying to get sick. I'm not trying to get sick. I'm not trying to get sick. Like <laughs> we're not trying to get mm. other people sick either, because you could be carrying it, not know it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess that kind of gives you an advantage of <clears throat> you know being in the. I guess you know you're projecting towards people and people are you know facing you, but you kind of have some natural separation there i feel like hell yeah <laughs> but uh <clears throat> shit my fucking volume still getting used to this damn thing i got i got a new so i had like the audio interface and lots of the ubs or usb hookups and it was a fucking pain in the ass but i got this it's called a zoom it's just like just strictly for podcasts Podcast, yeah. you get the soundboards you got all that it's all good shit um but yeah uh it's really good to have you on for our second episode in the new studio hell yeah fucking dude, killing is, it man this is dope 
Yeah. Here. Makes sense. Yeah, it looks <laughs> looks a little more professional with the yeah. um the background stuff. Like I don't know. I think we had mixed reviews on that other tapestry, like the the trees and all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was all right, but you know, uh, you had that like wide angle. It's just I, 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 I fucks with the trees. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to we need to legalize cannabis so we can smoke some trees on the show. That's Ooh, what I'm about. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Obs, we've had him in the show. He was on Instagram. And he was like smoking these like CBD cigarettes. I thought about maybe getting some of those on here. Yeah, those are yeah. Those I've I think I've smoked one before. What do they have the CBD like joints too, like pre rolls, just cones and shit too? Yeah. Does it? Do you think it does anything for you? If you like, if you're like us, like smoking pretty regularly, like yeah. do you think it would actually do anything? Um, I've felt a lot of like anxiety relief when smoking CBD. Like, really? Like, you genuine feel- like? Damn. Just you got you. So you so just from CBD, you got an yeah. adverse effect. Yeah. Damn. Um, I've never heard of that. Especially with the cart too oh that makes sense yeah okay. especially with those carts too those are, yeah because yeah. a lot of that i feel like that in the carts especially there's a lot of crap that they don't really know about what's in there yeah that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crap and everything but um i actually so when i lived in south dakota i actually knew a guy and he was he was at the time he was like one of the biggest drug dealers in south dakota and he had relatives in California, we're making these little THC cards. Uh, well, it's actually legalized now. They actually just legalized it this last. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Like what fucking the- South Dakota has done it. And we have from, it. Yeah. How the fuck? <laughs> the fucking tweakers and drunks over there are getting their pot, and we're just you know, I guess they're drunks and tweakers here. But I mean, come on, we're the same. <laughs> I, we're the, I, like, they do it for both of us. Here, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. My uh, my ex wife is from South Dakota, and like her whole family's tweakers. So I just naturally associate that state with with methamphetamine. Yeah, no, that's yeah. <laughs> just the Midwest in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Midwest amphetamine. Anyway, back to oh yeah, um, yeah, the carts. So this guy, like, um, he made they you know they made these carts in California, and like they shipped them to the state, and like he sold them. And after I separated and left, like after I was back home in Des Moines, um, that relative got arrested in California because he was putting, they, it's the stuff that they put in mints, but like they put like a really, really tiny amount of it, but they put like more than FDA regulation. So like, it was like, you know, that, that was like back in the vape scare when like people were going to the hospital yeah, and like, was killing people and shit. Lung and shit. Yeah, it was right around that time. <clears throat> and like they actually got arrested because they were putting this crazy fucking shit in those carts. Oh, so I stay away yeah. from that. Yeah. I do the con. I, I, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of crap in the dab concentrate too. But like, I trust yeah, that solventless. Yeah, solventless yeah. hash rosin. Yeah, I trust that a little more than the, than the you know the cart. Yeah, it just seems sketch. Do you vape? Nah, Good I food. don't. Yeah, no desire for uh even the like non-nicotine stuff i just it's not yeah 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 and, and you know no no diss to anyone who's like trying to quit but the the people the people that crack me up are the ones that like quit smoking cigarettes and they're like i just vape now i'm like you know it's probably I was like yeah it's probably worse and <laughs> like, they're like you're over here blowing quit. clouds like you yeah, know i'm right mm, yeah it tastes good like all right <laughs> i guess <laughs> I, I, I had a friend who had this argument she was like 
you cough a lot when you vape because you're like getting rid of the crap in your lungs. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> getting rid. Well, I've heard that you actually get. Um, <laughs> recently, they figured out that you actually get little small traces of metal from those vapes now. Like yeah, there are the people. That, yep, yep. They're getting metal in their lungs. Yeah, fuck that. It's crazy, man. Got to go ceramic on coil. <laughs> That's how you do it. Damn. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. All that <clears throat> it really is convenient with marijuana these days like having the dab pen yeah and like not you know the, living here with that has been just great because like i'm not like when i moved here i didn't want to have like you know just an apartment that just smells like weed constantly yeah like having that dab pen is just really nifty for that yeah no that's for damn sure there's <laughs> oh my god they're on such bullshit out here and mm. i'm pretty sure um i don't even think like the scent of marijuana is probable cause anymore here really yeah well, I heard that the uh, well, supposedly the Des Moines Police Department is like putting that lower priority. I kind of find it hard to believe, but yeah, that, that <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> it's just you know, and that fuck Kim Reynolds, man. Like she's like the last person that's gonna fucking Kim Reynolds has a crusty eye. <laughs> I love that. I th- yeah, I think, that, I think that was either you, or someone else that shared. I mean, that's all, one of my all-time favorite memes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah. I, god, I hate that. <laughs> i can't stand it I, like i don't get it like how do you how, ah, mm. like how marijuana remains to be illegal but like during covid she like it was legal to buy open containers of alcohol at bars now and then drive home go get a gun like it's nothing now it's it's all bad bro it's all bad it, she's <laughs> i don't know i think she's drunk half the time anyways <laughs> she's know. a very fake candidate like she's she it's kind of like the the joke where um you know they have the president and they show him the reel of the other angle the jfk assassination yeah, like oh what dude. do i do she's just you know? any other fucking iowa karen dude like mm. she there's too many of them man <laughs> too many of them what was it uh joni ernst and uh, uh who's the other Teresa Green Tree, yeah, yeah. They're, dude they're both fucking cunts man i couldn't bro they're fucking oh my, i don't know how much they spent on ad campaigns bro that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> If you didn't have YouTube Premium, you were fucked, bro. You, you knew them on a personal level. I think it was bad. I think it was so bad. I remember when COVID first hit, like watching, waiting and watching for Kim Reynolds like every morning for like two, three weeks. <laughs> Just like, all right, what's so? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> she was bullshitting, bro. I don't think she knew what to do. Granted, I get that, but I don't like. <laughs> I that yeah. You'd almost appreciate if like. The people in power, like, would acknowledge that they didn't know what they were doing. It would that, be, that'd be, you know, dope. I, I think there's some people that do. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think they tell the world they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and just certain, like, Joe Biden tells the world he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing just by doing press conferences, like, <laughs> fucking taking forever to get a word out, bro. <laughs> he's like, Ugh. getting mad at himself and shit. Dude, this shit is so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Joe. Good old Joe. Fucking sleepy Joe. <laughs> I can watch that video of him tripping up, tripping upstairs for days. <laughs> days. Uh, uh, there was there was a meme where uh, it was <laughs> Trump hitting a golf club, hitting a ball, and then like they they animated it, yeah. and it's like hit him. On the back. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all funny as hell. 
that that's the one silver lining for all the all the political crap that happens is there's always a meme you know there's a meme for there's everything, a meme for everything. <laughs> everything memes are getting oversaturated now yeah yeah and i've seen like the, the simplicity of like the formula of a meme now is just fucking base boosted mm. blur fucking picture and do you think it'll ever beans, do you think the meme will like I, it, you know it already kind of does evolve like you know in youtube yeah form and all that but like do you do you see like the meme evolving or dying out um or like what i guess which one like what would you say is the future of the meme this is getting philosophical here I feel like now memes are because now we're considering TikToks memes for some reason, mm. and so I don't I don't know if that is the case. I don't know if there's could be considered memes or whatever. I don't know. I don't see them dying off. I just see them taking a turn to like the worst because they mm. they get more offensive as time goes on. Yeah. But, like, we find, like, different ways to, like, make them subliminally more. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I feel like they're here to stay for a while. I feel like memes, <laughs> I feel like memes are going to be, like, a, like a term, a terminology. I feel like you're going to have to, at some point, learn that in school. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that, learn about the history of memes. It's such a market on it. Like, it's so, it's like one of the number one like monetized things on youtube hmm. so as long as you're not showing any bullshit or playing music you're not supposed to um yeah you can make a lot of money off just Jeez. running a meme page and yeah, it's just reposting too so it's not like you have to have anything original so yeah. you're just taking a compilation <laughs> of different videos and whatnot slapping it up there putting some goofy ass animation oofs and whatever the hell and you throw an ad on there for so let me ask you this: How's it? How's it feel as an artist to hear that? <laughs> hear yeah, that most yeah. of it's gone to me. Yeah, most of it's gone. It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's insane. But you got to capitalize on that. You have yeah. to. You have to just be. I don't know. Involved in everything pop culture, especially as an artist, it's kind of your duty to stay up to date, or else mm. you're gonna fall behind. Well, I'm make... falling behind, baby. Because. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta say, I'll put you on. I got you. I'll put you on. I got you. I got you for sure, dude. Ever, I not not to get into this, but necessarily, yeah. but like ever since the Capitol, I I've just tuned dude. the fuck out. <laughs> tuned the fuck out. Man. Yeah, no. I well, I I guess every, you know, like with the the passports coming out, I was kind of you know into that a little bit, but like generally, I really I, I fail. I fail quite a bit. But like, I really do try to like step the fuck away from it. Yeah. So I think that was the point where everybody realized, you know, this, all that we're doing, sharing and sharing our thoughts and all this, like, it's all just causing this it's fucking not crazy anywhere. ass yeah. thing. It wasn't going anywhere for a while. You gotta step, yeah, you gotta step away from it if you want to be sane. Yeah, because it was gonna drive us to a point where we did some dumb shit. Like <laughs> everybody was too hype. Yeah. It was very. Oh my god, that was a very intense couple of months it was just an intense year in general yeah yeah it, it's it's interesting i think it i was listening to something about it today like as bad as it was there is a silver lining in the fact that like there was so, there's a lot of bullshit that was uh you know seen yeah through all this stuff going on and they like they revealed a lot <laughs> like they, there was a lot of 
a lot of that quote unquote true color shit that just came out mm. and you saw like the true meaning behind a lot of different things um that was just kind of somewhat mythology to us like we didn't we were old enough to live through like the shit in 93 like that happened in like la and whatnot but like we experienced our own version of it here and it to an extent it was a little uh a little worse because it was happening everywhere and um happened in places that you didn't think it was gonna happen and uh up until we had fucking people in the u.s capital like that <laughs> i that shit is still just unexplainable to me but uh i felt like up until like that point right there a lot of people didn't realize like that everything that was going on last year actually meant something and uh that's fucking dumbass show of fucking cowardly whatever the fuck they tried to do i don't know that was just stupid that it was just that was super stupid i don't know i don't know what the end goal was yeah in that entire thing but it just it didn't make any sense i think it was a thing that most people looked at and they were like this isn't good it just um, wasn't good at all no like i I tend to think of myself a little more conservative than most people, but like, I like that. That was just awful. I think people that like kind of think along the same channel as you know, quote unquote conservative, like really took a hit that day. Yeah, because it was it was like these people made everyone that has any sense of that kind of view look so fucking bad that day. Like it was like I, I've I've honestly felt politically home. What was the term? Politically homeless. Yeah. Since that day. Yeah. No. You know? Like I I still kind of feel that way because there's you can't trust anything. You can't mm. really like. There's no way in hell. Like, I'm just gonna be like, all right, yeah. Joe Biden. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I there's just I you know, all right, fuck it. I I know I can't accept that. Like, it's um. America just keeps settling. Yep. We just keep settling yep. and not realizing the power that we actually have. And um, a lot of the people that just want to live that normal day-to-day suburban-ass life, they don't realize that's not... You can't do that. Like you, you have a lot more power than just doing what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. There's too much uh, complacency and ability for people to be comfortable yeah living in America. you're taught that you can do everything up until you're taught that you can't <laughs> and it's just such a fucking contradiction like it's it's so it's so weird yeah that you know it is kind of like you know the education that we probably received when we were like you can do anything you want and it's ridiculous you can't no, you can, <laughs> nobody you can. can't that's not the case <laughs> that's just not it yeah you really eat you know, you really have to be able to figure out your own. Dean Kelly was actually. Do you know Dion Kelly? I guess what? Dion. I, I was fucking up. <laughs> Dion Kelly. Um, he's worked with like writing history. Of, are you familiar with that group? Yeah, yeah. He's a big part of that. Um, might be the creator. Uh, but he. What was the fuck? God damn it! Fucking vodka, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, he, he he was talking about. Jesus fuck! I lost it. Totally lost it. That's the first time it's happened. Dean, Dion Kelly, he was great. He was a great guest. <laughs> yes, no. I've heard great things about him. <laughs> but he's he's a really he's a really smart individual, and uh, he you know he talks a lot about 
you know, thinking outside of what people tell us, like thinking about yourself as an individual, not bracing on to like whatever your group identity is or, you know, whatever, like it's really important for you to stay true to yourself and thinking outside of the construct that you're taught of conformity, um, Mm -hmm. whatever that is to you. Um, but like, yeah, you just gotta really stay true to yourself and you know, whatever works for you. I mean, you gotta, you gotta like, decipher on what's you know what's toxic for you and what's not but like whatever works best for you you have to really drill that and remind yourself that you're capable of doing that because a lot of people like to forget and i don't i'm guilty of it so uh it just takes a it takes putting yourself in an environment where you can be reminded Mm. where you can stay and usually staying productive is a good reminder of like oh yeah i got this purpose i got this you know i'm doing this i got this to look forward to type shit and just you know, helps your overall like mental health. Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of what I was getting at before. Like, you have, or yeah, that was what you was saying. Like, people have all this technology and they don't understand why they have it. We have all these things. Yeah, we, dude, we have we the fucking world at our fingertips. We didn't, dude, we didn't earn it. Yeah, you know. No, and like, we, there's we're so capable of like, there's people that like. It's not like they don't deserve it, but like. There's people who probably just started streaming on on Twitch mm. like a month ago and are already making thousands of dollars. <laughs> and they're probably not even that good at the game, you know, whatever yeah. game they're streaming. But there's somebody out there who's been grinding their ass off at a game for the past, like, 11 years. And it's, like, top 100 on the leaderboard in the world, probably, and probably just doesn't have the means to stream, but could probably capitalize on, you know, an attack. it could be the next ninja, you know, or whoever the hell. And, um, you know, they just don't have the means necessary or whatever the case yeah. is. And uh, you always got to remind yourself, like, especially if you're, like, in such craft of, like, producing or, like, gaming or whatever. There's always somebody out there. Like, there's always somebody working. There's always somebody trying to beat you, whether they know you or not. Like, there's always somebody trying to capitalize. And if you're not working, somebody else is. So it's... I don't know. It's always good to just remind yourself to like stay productive, and I'm mm-hmm. guilty of like procrastinating and like I'll like <laughs> make I don't know. Probably in the past year and a half, I've probably made upwards to like forty songs. Not like all of them that I would put out. I'd probably put out like thirty of them, but like I just been, been like procrastinating putting those out just because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of a bit of a perfectionist okay. and uh, I just I beat myself up if I feel like I don't like deliver in the sense like if I don't hear it in my head the way I'm hearing it like play out in real life then like I'm finding out how or I'm like learning how to sound design to get that exact sound that's in my head onto the computer and um, that's where I like really taught myself how to produce and it was like the hardest way to teach yourself but like I don't know it once you like learn those like harder habits I guess or teach yourself the most difficult way to do something um I'm like one of those people who like I like to work smarter not harder so like Mm. I always try to find a way to like adapt and make something a little bit easier each time or just make it more fluid um cause I don't know a lot of like 
a lot of stuff in music, like putting a set together in uh, EDM, is it's all about uh, exclusivity of the track and the flow of it. Obviously, the mixing is the big part of it, but song selection is also like a really big part of it. And variations, um, like VIPs and whips and whatnot, like those are variations in production. Um, so you're not just playing the same drop. It could be that song, but it'll be like. Maybe that artist, whoever made that, has different drops they made for it or whatever. And, uh, or maybe you went and remixed it yourself or whatever. But it's like just staying exclusive and staying up to date on, uh, whatever the tracks are, keeping it fresh. Not, uh, I don't know. There's so many, like, standards set mm-hmm. in, in the EDM community and just, like, standards set in just production in general that like you can't really I'm, you never want to repeat repeat something or rinse something out or to rinse something out is to obviously like repeat it or whatever so but constantly innovating essentially it's just staying like like i said staying exclusive staying in the know and like a lot of it is like like when we're talking about memes for example like sampling memes and shit just keeping exclusive and whatnot using those little sound bites and whatnot for drops and mm. shit like that just playing with the crowd and whatnot okay. um just keeping it like you got to keep it fresh you gotta keep it exclusive if you're playing like a meme from like five years ago you're playing like the whole 21 shit like what's nine plus 10 21 you know you're playing some shit like that like, uh, you're gonna get a giggle out of it but it's not gonna be as funny as somebody hearing whatever the fuck was said on tiktok like two weeks ago so like it's just like staying exclusive staying up to date on whatever it is um i know in like my group of like producer friends and whatnot we like to just keep up to date on like whatever whatever's new we like to just re- we like to just remix a lot of shit we make a lot of original shit but like i grew up remixing and sampling hmm heavily so like if i heard a beat i was like ah, i feel like i can make that sound like i want it to sound and so like i was always doing that and uh yeah i've got a lot of fun remixes and whatnot of just <laughs> shit that like i don't know goes from like totally logical and reasonable to remix to totally ignorant to remix so like I don't know. <laughs> it's a very broad spectrum but you're playing with the craft and you're <clears throat> you know you're fucking around essentially yeah Yeah. i think that's that's important how how do you what advice you know kind of talking about you you know like you said being edm artist you gotta you know be in sync with what's going on like what advice do you have for like you know we talk about the show like competing with the algorithm like i feel like kind of living in the midwest and iowa it's harder to do that in some places and like but the thing is i think the midwest is the fastest growing well Mm. it's it's only fastest growing because it's like one of the last growing EDM scenes, um, everywhere like East Coast and West Coast has their mm. has their set sounds, and so they've came into fruition on what they like. But mm. the Midwest is starting to come into fruition, and this, you know, it's starting to get its own certain sound and certain group of artists and whatnot. Shout out everybody, and um, it's, name, uh, name some who like like who are the people like in your circle that you, you're talking about. Um, me personally, I've got a lot of homies like in the West Coast and like down oh, in the okay. KC area. Mm. Um, I mean here in Iowa as well. Uh, Tennessee, Alabama. 
Louisiana. Um, so, Florida. so everywhere. Yeah, yeah no, just there's, there's the... homies everywhere. Um, mainly, I don't know, but I'm, I'm like really digging and getting back into like the scene around here too. So like, they have a lot of super, super fucking talented artists around here. Shout out people like, uh, fucking medicine place. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. people like Batman, um, sound trooper, uh, the homie Rusker. Um, mm, we're having him on the show, actually. Hell yeah. He's, yeah. They're all very solid people, man. Like, uh, Coster. Um, shit, anybody started Box. Fucking, I don't know. Shit, so Super, super talented people around here. If I'm forgetting you, sorry. <laughs> you know who you are. You, you know exactly who the fuck you are. <laughs> Come on. Damn. But yeah. Um, it's really coming into fruition. Like it's it's growing at a rate that like is comfortable. You know, it's not like it's everybody's wanting to learn. Everybody's wanting to like experience experience, you know, DJing and whatnot. It's not getting to a point where it's like oversaturated. Um, there's a lot of scenes that are like heavily like mm. have like there's just it's not like there's too many people, but there is to an extent. So you don't really get to see everyone kind of shine, but like I don't know, it's really about whoever's putting in like putting in that work. So like, mm. I don't know. Shout out to the people putting in that work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, I think it's paying off for everybody in some respect. But I really hope Dwayne Iowa can someday be remembered as like yeah. maybe not being one specific thing, but like just being a community of people who make really good content yeah and i feel like it's it's getting to a point where we uh we're starting to see it in multiple genres but a lot of the genres need to start coming together and realizing like mm. it music as a whole like you don't you know, like we need like every scene whether it's like the metal scene here or the rap scene or the edm scene like they all need to be incorporated somehow like mm. <laughs> we don't need to be in contact using each other's resources or not like we there's too much talent in this area and we've had way too many people come out of this area to do mm. really big things and yeah. all of those um especially in production and in metal needless to say like I, <laughs> it's just yeah um a lot of great producers that people like forget about to come out of uh Des Moines specifically, like, I grew up on, like, uh, looking up to people like Bangladesh, Man Made, I don't know how many beats for Lil Wayne, like, uh, producer of, like, Amelie, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was made here in Des Moines, I'm probably over in Urbandale somewhere, some shit like that, I don't know, Damn. but, like, yeah, there's, um, I don't know, people need to do their research, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Uh, like there's a lot of good shit around here. There's a lot of a lot of smart people around here. You need to tune into a lot of the OGs around here and kind of just gather whatever you can knowledge wise. Because a lot of people don't like to learn. They feel like they got their formula down. Mm. They feel like they've got it figured out and whatnot. And I'm, I've been most people who like I always I I need to be learning something always or else I feel like I'm not productive or useful in a sense. <laughs> and I. <laughs> I like start to beat myself up if I'm not like learning something new. Mm. Whether whether it's constantly uh, pushing yourself. Yeah. And like I always end up teaching myself something new. Um, even with how long I've been like producing and like mixing. There's times where I'll teach myself a transition I didn't know existed and I'm like 
I wonder if I did that or like somebody's done that before. Like I don't know. <laughs> like I like to th- think that I'm like I'm, I'm evolutionizing my own skill, but I like to think I'm like trying to sh- aim to evolutionize and make um make something easier for people in a sense, but like with still showing like the skill set of whatever the hell it is that they're doing. So like I don't know. I just want to be. I want to be somebody that changes the way we, like, look at uh, EDM, I guess, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of have, like, that Skrillex stigma. It's, yeah, it's, bit. bro, it's just, like, there's this, oh, it's headbanging, this, that, and other. And they don't realize there's so many, like, subgenres of it that... There's a lot. That a lot of people that would... If you like metal, you would like rhythm. If you like hip-hop, you would like the trap in deep dub like yeah, I don't know I've seen those different directions I've brought certain friends to shows and they've been completely like, optimistic about it but like as soon as they hear a drop they're like shit alright uh, I've been missing out like I like this and um it's always good to see that in people mm-hmm. cause I don't know it's really just refreshing it's good to know that uh there's something out there in like one genre of music or so many like subgenres. There's something out there for everybody. The same way with like hip hop, like you might not like you might not like uh who oh, I don't even know. Oh, I can't think of a rapper right now. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. You might not like Kendrick everybody likes Kendrick. Uh, you might not like <laughs> Trippy Red, but like you're gonna like was a country rapper up church or somebody <laughs> like that you know what i'm saying like there's there's something out there for everybody like uh it's um it's it's just cool to see everything get blended too we went mm-hmm. through a couple past couple of years everything's been kind of mixed <laughs> we've been seeing a lot of like uh like this country hip-hop wave that's been going on bro like it's just it's like it's it's interesting to see, and like, I, it's so interesting. I remember I saw a video uh, a couple. Man, of shout out to Scott Travis, bro. If y'all know who that is, you gonna find out. Shut up, Molly. <laughs> I'm getting, oh, this assuming that's a play on Travis Scott. Um, you know who um, Adam Ellis is? He's, Was there? Uh, um, Adam Ellis. He's one half of Batman the group oh yeah huh he's got this uh, side project that's there's actually a dude named scott <laughs> we didn't know that um who's he so what should she type like country rapper no i don't think he has anything like out like uh I don't, yeah no i don't think he's been like putting a like he'll play it like during a set type shit but like <laughs> that shit's he, weird. he needs he needs to it's just like little like <laughs> he's usually producing dubstep and shit but like he, uh, I don't know what we were on one day. He just, oh, we were just talking about country and hip hop and whatnot. And he was like, fuck it, I'm going to start the side project. And nobody took it serious until like a couple weeks later. Like, he drops a track. <laughs> and like, my homie was telling about it, like they were in, um, they were in a Discord like one night on PC just talking bullshit. And he's like talking about it and he starts playing on a track. And they're like, okay, that's actually kind of decent. He's like, yeah, it's the Scott Travis project, man. Like, whatever the fuck. <laughs> And like they were freaking out about it, and yeah, he played it at a um, show in Iowa City. It was super fucking funny. It got, it got a decent reaction, like <laughs> decent shit. You should actually like 
Seriously, pursue that if you're listening. If you hear this, see it, whatever. You know, there's gotta be there's gotta be a group of the country community that's just screaming at the that the idea of uh, oh, <laughs> people dude, rapping punch, over their shit. Punch in the fucking air, especially like people like Lil Nas X. Just that man's been trolling the fucking world. Shout out him, dude. You're fucking, you're killing it, bro. Like that shit is oh, it's just hilarious. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. <laughs> the devil lap dances and shit. Yeah, it's just dope. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> you pissed everybody off with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can definitely, I can definitely appreciate that aspect of it. Uh, like being able, like just having the guts to just piss people off. Yeah. Something I try to do. And like just him be, like you know, people like that. Him being himself, him being you know, gay, young black man. Like he's gonna piss people off anyways. But like, yeah, the, the shit that he's doing right now, like he. <laughs> Man, he's making money pissing people off. So what the fuck does it matter? What do you think about like? What do you think about him like putting blood in his shoes? Though I thought that was a little off. I would have donated blood. (laughs) Shit, Uh, I'd have put it. Shit. Would you wear shoes with? with, Would you wear (laughs) shoes with his blood on it? Was it his blood? Oh, I guess it wasn't necessarily his blood. They just said it was like like it's just a a drop drop of blood, human blood. Let me know who it is. If it's like fucking. Tommy Lee blood, I don't want it, but like if it's like you know, like Lana Del Rey blood, that'd be cool. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> He's probably got like hep everything. But like, I, you know, I don't. Fuck it. I don't know. Or like, who we else? don't want that muggle blood here. Who's, who's blood no you, muggle blood. Whose blood would you want? Like, if you get a drop of anybody's blood, I wouldn't want anybody's blood. <laughs> I want, I want Ray Mysterio. Maybe my own blood. I want Ray Mysterio's blood, bro. A drop of Ray Mysterio blood in my shoes. It's like six one nine. <laughs> Off and kicking in your shit, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, this blood I do. Damn. My own. Upon editing, um, I once again discovered that I fucked up. Um, at some point during the break, I hit a cable. It came undone. It in turn affected the audio. I don't even still understand fully what happened. But the audio quality from here is not great. Um, still great content, but I just want to give you all a forewarning of that. Um, Coleman, myself, um, has been fired. Um, per- I, I know we fired him last time, but we thought we'd give him a second chance. Didn't pull through. Um, so we're going to have to find another host because this just isn't working out. Um, he just keeps fucking up and it's really getting out of hand. So, I mean, sorry to make it awkward for everyone, but I mean, that's, you know, send the condolences to his family, I guess. Um, cause he's going to be on the street. All right. We get back to the show, everybody. Sad boy, Samra, AKA Jordy flat. Chill. Hanging out. Um, I want to ask you cause we kind of briefly talked about this last time we were here, but, um, something that, you and our assistant back here have in common is you are both memes. <laughs> yes. Well, indeed. What's uh, what what's some of your uh, what's some like, how would you get into anime? What are some of your favorite types of anime? Um. Introduce me. I'm I'm not that familiar. Yeah. With um. I was trying to learn. Just like every other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like every other kid out there I, I don't know a lot of people started on like BBZ and um, 
Naruto, which I that was some of the ones I started on, but like my very first, very first anime that I remember was uh, Samurai Champloo and um, Bleach, and that's what like really hit it off for me. Um, yeah, no, I like fell in love with Ichigo like right off the bat, and just the whole idea of it, and it felt like. When I was watching those like different styles of animation, like going back to something that was like reality based, it was like really hard to watch because it just didn't fit like my like attention span. There's so much attention to detail in anime that like keeps you like overly involved. Mm -hmm. You can go back and watch the same episode like six times and catch eight different things. So it's very like Easter egg heavy and like um, I don't know, I like martial arts, <laughs> like swords and shit. So. Mm. That was my shit. <laughs> then obviously Naruto and DBZ. Um, Naruto especially, that's why I would showering and tatted on the face. But um, yeah, it really started to hit off. Um, I was drawing a lot of manga and whatnot. That was like the first style of drawing I ever learned how to do. So um, from that, it was just, I don't know, became kind of an obsession with it. and. Mm. I never like fell off from it, but there was a there was a long period of time where I was like, it's not like I wasn't interested in it, but I was just like, I don't know. I think I was just depressed and like just couldn't watch anything. So like I just stopped watching it for a while and then got back into it full fledged and I actually got into doing digital art and uh, animation myself because I was already drawing it super heavily, so I wanted to be able to. I don't know, make short clips, 30 second, 60 second clips and whatnot, especially for like uh, my visuals and whatnot. For, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Is, that. is that all like custom work? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, um, I've got a group of homies that I, um, that I work with, a group of animators and different artists and whatnot. I have uh, like two of my favorite like manga drawing artists that are like, I don't know how I believe in that. I met one of them through uh, gaming, and the other one I just saw. When he game stuff. Um, I think I met him on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Molly kicks my ass in that every time we play. Yeah, so. no, that's, um, yeah, no, I used to like, compete heavy in that. That's the like, oh, damn way. Yeah, it's sick my vice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, just started, uh, drawing getting into it super heavy and then um it became almost like a a study at a point where i was just trying to find different um animation styles because i would want my own one day so like i was trying to find different types of inspirations um and i like the fluidity of it uh i i knew what i wanted as far as like i was envisioning my own like I was drawing out my own like action scenes and whatnot, but like I knew it would look different, like in motion. So like I knew what I wanted to like a T as far as uh, like the film grain of it and what, like I don't know, just it, everything detail wise. Like I had uh, it's super hard to like really get frame by frame like everything you want in 
something. Because sometimes you end up forgetting where you put too much into like a frame. And so like it's super hard to know like a balance of getting mm -hmm. each shot to be consistent with the last. And uh, I started with doing like just copies of like favorite scenes from like animes that I was watching. It's just, I would do like... So you actually, sorry, so you actually drew out like yeah, like and it was did, like, like in frame, like yeah, like frame back that. Yeah, like wow, kind of like flip book style. Like I would do like Goku transforming into Super Saiyan, um, like somebody throwing a shuriken or a kunai, which was like one of the easier ones to learn. And um, from there, you just kind of get more advanced with it, add more detail in the background. The, since it went from like just regular hand throwing kunai to like. One of my favorite characters throwing the kunai to like one of my favorite characters throwing the kunai to one of my favorite villains, like, and you just kind of go from there and just work your way up. Hmm. Just getting, just getting like a baseline of uh, yeah, cause the you technique get, of what goes into it. Yeah, you gotta get super familiar with whatever style that you want to draw. And some people like evolutionize and make their own style. It's really hard to do because there's a lot of different styles out there. But like, it's I don't know, you can't do it. Like, it's not impossible to make a specific cartoon style and have it look. You know, original. There's a lot of different cartoons out there that are very similar because they take inspiration from each other. So you have to just be mindful. Hmm. So what do you what do you? Because like I feel like I'm just behind on the whole on everything with anime and manga, and I think a lot of it had to do with just my strict upbringing. Like my like uh, I got Yu-Gi-Oh cards one one year for Christmas. I mean, they got taken away from me because they were oh. sexually suggestive images. Yeah. So like they just did not, not a fan of the anime. So yeah, no, that no. might have a lot to do with it. But I guess I'm just I'm curious as to like, what it like what am I missing? What it, what is it that like a lot of people our age are like in the really in the anime? Like, what's that? Um, that missing out. Um, it's 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 a lot of the storytelling. It's the way it's told and the way it's drawn out. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people obviously don't like anime with like a lot of a lot of filler episodes and whatnot. It's hard to get through. And um, I'm like, personally... Like a show where it's like, uh, you have to get to the season 10 before it gets good. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> great, I'm kind of fans of those shows because I like, I was just like the attention to detail. Like I like when they go on people's backstories and whatnot. A lot mm. of people just want to skip to the violence. And I'm just like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, I don't even know his name. Like, <laughs> and um, it's like one of those, uh, one of those enemies that did that for me was like was Naruto for, for sure like <laughs> 700 different episodes and you just shit. yeah you're just kind of in for uh you're in for the ride like the entire time like you gotta I don't know you gotta stay involved and like really kind of escape and get into the the reality of Naruto and not to understand it and it's it's I don't know it's a very inclusive show so it's like it's super easy to do that and mm. it like yeah I don't know it's very well put together very well written huh and the fillers and that like you have people complain about them but they still watched it so <laughs> okay still sad people still good it was still yeah. good shit it's like it's like uh, going to a fast food place and eating the entire breed on them being like this sucked I want my money back like, yeah. Bro, like, <laughs> it was edible. Like, <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. There's always been something for me about like, like the comfort of like seeing real people. 
Like, I, there, there are slug enemies that I enjoy, but, like, it's really hard for me to, like, get into that, like, entire thing. Yeah. Like, you gotta find, you gotta find one that's for you. If you like, um, a lot of, like, action heavy, like, I've noticed, like, a lot of people are, like, super big about, like, a lot of the original ones, but, like, Netflix makes a lot of adaptations now. Mm -hmm. and, um, if you have Netflix, you have access to, like, a lot of dope fucking OG classics. It's like, you don't have to go spend money going on Crunchyroll and shit like that. Mm. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of sites and shit, too, that you can stream. Yeah, illegal. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh... We're sponsored by ExpressVPN. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, bro. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, um, you just gotta, you know, be mindful of what you're looking up, because there's a lot of harem and fucking hentai out there, so you, you might come across the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, that's the problem with, like, that is, like, the, like, you know, one of the problems with, like, everything being on streaming on demand is, like, there are those few select movies that are, like, the only way that I can watch this is if I buy a copy on, like, a DVD copy yeah. on Amazon. For it's fucking ridiculous. I'm like, how, dude, what, what do I even put that? I don't even have a disc drive anything that I wanted. I have, like, on the PC, yeah, but, like, I, there's no disc drive on a PS5. There's no disc drive on this. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, I... <laughs> discs. It's all moving too fast, man. That's, yeah, no, I don't like it. I don't either. I, I, there's something, like, really wholesome in, like, having a physical copy of, a, like, a Blu-ray or, like, you know... Putting in like you know, the quality, dude. You can't stream complete 4K on no, Blu-ray. Like yeah, it, you can't. You can't stream native, like true 4 Like it's just not a thing. But like, that's the problem is when they figure that out. That's when it's like I feel like that's when DVDs are really gonna go just underground. But like, they're gonna be VHSs. Yeah, they're gonna be obsolete as fuck. That's when they're gonna take, and it's so much cheaper not to put a disc drive in whatever you're building. So that's why everything with a disc drive is 100 more than whatever it is without it. So. That was one of the changes that just like I feel like completely caught me by surprise. That fucks me up, dude. Especially with games. Like I, I like to have a physical copy of the game. I like to be able to put it in there and it's not yeah, it's so it's so weird. I like I like the fact that I can just click and then ten seconds the game's loaded up digitally and whatnot. Like it it still performs the same, but like it's so something almost feel like it doesn't to an extent. Like, there's something off about it. And even yeah. when you do that now, like, in, like, the newer consoles, next-gen consoles, you have to, you still have to install the game, or at least yeah. take games of the game. So, you have to make sure everything's updated. Yeah, you know, there's still an installation of the game, which is, I don't, I don't know, I don't get the purpose behind that, but it, that's the thing. We just all need to short games up again, so. <laughs> or go against the short, I should say. Dude. <laughs> oh. I've never had beef with the way so hard. <laughs> Fuck game stuff. Uh, I'm just curious. What 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 have been? I've heard like a lot of nightmare stories about GameStop, which you know with right. it, with the ironic thing with you. like Reddit. I got you. Nightmare fucking story. It's like 2010. So just not yeah. 2009, and um, they just released like a new version of uh, the 360 Elite, mm. and it came with like the 256 gig 
hard drive on the top, the detachable one or whatever. Oh, damn. Give it the black controller, you know, the black, you know, just dope as, sleek as fuck, bro. Dope as shit, bro. So, I have that and, like, seven, like, brand new games. Two new copies of, like, Modern Warfare 2. I don't know why I had two copies of it or something, but I went to go turn it in. And I think I wanted to switch over to PlayStation mm. at the time. And I never ended up doing it. Because when I went and offered them all of that, like, I just got it all, like, <laughs> almost, like, $500. I take it in. I know where this is going. I take it in. <laughs> and it's, like, 86 bucks that they offered me around. And I was just, like, what the fuck do I do with it? And, like, the, PS, the PS3 at the time was, I think it was still, like, 300 250 somewhere around that. But they just came out with, like, um, the slim version. Yeah, yeah. And, or, no, it was just an updated. They had, I remember that 360 yeah. had updates. Like it was just, game. yeah, it was just an updated version of uh, the PS3. And I was like, I was looking forward to getting it, man, but $86 is not going to get you that. Especially when you have, like, over five, I, like, had the Wi-Fi adapter for the fucking <laughs> PlayStation, which those alone were, like, 80 bucks. Um, all sorts of controllers, like I said, all sorts of games, fucking just accessories. Or I, it just, I don't know, dope ass headsets from Turtle Beaches I tend to turn into, and I end up keeping those. I end up keeping everything, but like, that fucking system actually later like fried out on me like a year later. Should have sold away at the time. Yeah, no, dude, it was, oh, uh, fucking red rings, man. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard and it wouldn't go. Away. I tried to. I tried to fix it. I tried to. Like, I used to take those things apart, put them back together. Like mm-hmm. nothing, fixing them, doing half-ass homemade like soldering jobs. <laughs> I, I was. I made it work, dude. I made them operatable. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking crazy. I did whatever I could, especially when I had to like try to mod them. Like, to put a JTAG in there, just get a little bit of aimbot and fucking MW2 lobby. <laughs> Just like just fuck with people. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, dude. Me and my homies just fuck with people hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Goddamn. So it's like, what what would you say is like your favorite game? Like the game that you would play on the most? My go-to. Um, I'm big into sports games. Mm. And I, mean, I grew up beating everybody's ass in Madden, <laughs> and FIFA, and um, hell, even 2K at times. But like, uh. I don't know. I'm big into martial arts. Um, mm-hmm. I also like fight myself too. So like I don't know. UFC is something I'm always like literally playing every fucking day. Um, that Mortal Kombat, uh, Madden, FIFA, any Tony Hawk on like literally <laughs> any system. Damn. So I got a fucking GameCube just to play Underground. So like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I always like those. I always like those sports games. I've been geeking on Rocket League lately. Like, mm, I did play a little. Bit. I'm whooping ass. I'm like, I didn't realize how good I was until I started playing. And I was like, Yeah, this is like FIFA and Need for Speed, and I, I fucks with both. Like, <laughs> I can do this. Like, you were playing. Super fun. You were playing Alien Isolation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I put oh. it. V- I had it on VR. Oh, when for it first real? dropped, yeah, that shit was. Oh my god, so it was gnarly. Terrifying. It was gnarly. That was like one of the first like. Because they had, like, VR games when uh, PSVR came out, but, like, that was, like, one of the first, like, dope, like, 
screwed up. So I'm way behind on everything in video games. Like like uh, my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, gaming was uh, <laughs> not a band for me as a child. So I'm like I'm like catching up in my adult years. And no, uh, dude, if you ever want to just geek out on some, I got you. I'll bring every old ass system okay. over. We can just go at it, dude. Like I, I fucking love the old ass systems. It's oh, dude, my my favorite all time system is the GameCube. Like, it, <laughs> Damn, GameCube is it's fucking way out of its time, dude. Like, I used to go to a friend's house and play. A, there was like Mel Honor on the GameCube. Yeah, dude, that thing is way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. I've beaten every. Major drop game on that. That or PS2, obviously. PS2 is like the household, like, mm-hmm. everybody had that shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I missed out on a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a PlayStation 2, bro. Like, <laughs> PlayStation 2. All you need is PlayStation 2, a copy of fucking San Andreas, and you get it. Mm-hmm. Like, Hell yeah. Hell you yeah. got all the gaming you need right there. Any Rockstar game in general. You know, I don't think I'll ever be able to enjoy San Andreas because the first GTA game I ever played was five. Oh, I yeah. think, so I think like trying so to backtrack like, is really hard. You, did, you gotta find the nostalgia in it. It's like um, back then it, it was ahead of its time, and it, it's still kind of innocence. But like, I don't know. Whenever we get a fucking because we're supposed to get the next gen update of GTA Five for the summer or whatever, mm-hmm. we're still running the same. Yeah, when are they going to come out with 6? still running the same everything. I don't think they're coming out with 6 for another, like, 2 or 3 years. They're just going to do a next-gen console update for 5. Make it, like, make it native 4K. And I'll fix all the resolution and uh, the frame rate. Because like, the frame rate's fucking terrible. And just on PS4. or playing the PS4 version, like, on my PS5. It looks like the 360 version of it. Like, it's bad. Like, playing it on 360... HDMI and like a 1080p monitor looks way better than it does on PS5 on 4K. Like it does no improvements for the game <laughs> for some reason. So it's, it's super, yeah, it's super weird, bro. Like I'd rather just bust out the 360 and like get on my old account if the fucking servers are still open. Dude, I was playing the 360 up until six months ago. I don't know what like servers are still open on there, but I'm uh, it's like nothing. I would still nothing. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Cause I would still go back. Uh the MW two servers are still open, it'd be a wrap. Uh <clears throat> so the little the little gaming I did do when I was younger, uh was Call of Duty. I definitely oh, yeah. I, I wasn't super into like the Modern Warfare two scene, but Black Ops. Like, I remember Black Ops and World at War. I Dude, I was... Going to my friend's basement and just, like, just having a whole afternoon, a whole day, just getting fucking, fucking lost. Especially on Zombies, bro. Like, just, mm. like losing your senses on so there, So many people on the servers you could go forever. Yeah, dude. I remember me and my friends would, like, on average, I'd get, we'd get to a point where we'd, like, make level, like, 44 or some shit, like, three times in a row. But we'd realize, like, that takes, like, three hours a game. And then, like, we look at the time, and like, oh, fuck, dude, we've been playing this for, like, an unhealthy amount of time, dude. Like, yeah. Is, I'm logging on, I got a headache, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's way too easy to get there, man. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, uh, I've been avoiding uh, Red Dead Redemption, because I've just heard it's, like, like you will have no life. If you dude, Red right, the attention to detail, Rockstar Games, man, I'm telling you, the attention to detail in Red Dead 2 is fucking insane. Like, I <laughs> Oh my god, bro. I don't know how many times I've just been randomly, like, just fucking doing something, doing a mission. 
ride my horse, going through like this little path, and I stumble across like a fucking like, clan rally or some shit. I'm like, oh. Time to blow shit up. Like, <laughs> like this is fucking crazy, bro. Like, it's it's nuts. Like, but that's, I mean, that's what it was. It's historically accurate. It's a good game. Like, there's no, like, bias to it. But, like, yeah. There was, for, like, the longest time online, like, they were, uh, they were having to monitor different servers because if you're like your avatar on there was like black, there was people like teaming up, like just all these like white kids just teaming up and chasing <laughs> hunting down black people in the lobby. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh like my God. fucking. And the thing that, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, you could fucking lasso and rope people up, throw them on the back of your horse and shit. So like, they would like find you, jump the fuck out of you, and do that, and like there's nothing you can do about it besides turn your fucking system off and be mad. And like, yeah. It was fucking. You see how bad. we, you know how we were talking earlier about like the Capitol protest. Yes, bro. It bad. was, it was, <laughs> it was bad, dude. I was like, I don't want to play this shit no more. But it was fucked up. No, like it's not one of them pay. Like it's not pay to play either. So it's like it's not like you can go and, like buy a certain gun or something. But like, yeah, I went and like spent like twenty dollars on like credits on there, so I can go get like a gun in the game. But you still have to like, you still gotta like level up and like. Yeah, you know, earn it and lock it and whatnot. So like I would, <laughs> I would do that and like, just I don't know, stay strapped the entire time and then I don't know, just wait for motherfuckers to come fuck with me. I guess because it happened every time, dude. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, it was all bad, bro. You got you open up the lobby and like you're the only motherfucker that looks like Django. So like, <laughs> everybody's hunting you down, dude. It was bad, bro. It was so bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm. I've I've heard plenty of bad things about Rockstar on my lobbies. So like, Dude, oh yeah, they're toxic as fuck. Like, if you can handle it, well, it's just so much time you, you have to put into it. Like to, yeah. to com- I guess that's really what any online. game I've never seen a, such a modded game in my life. Like, GTA Five mm. is it's fucking insane. And like the cra- the crazy thing is, is like there's there's all these like security fucking programs and firewalls that go into the coding of the game that like they still can't stop a lot of these mods and a lot of these modders that are like going into these online servers and just like I was on an online server where this kid kept telling me he could give me all the money that I wanted like I was just just to go do some I don't know whatever the fuck uh, at the casino in the game and I'm like okay whatever I'm gonna go do it so I go and do it for him I go and like take this car for him I guess I bring around the corner to him. He's like, alright, how much you want? I was like, like, 10 million. I was just messing around. And then, like, the game, like, does a little, like, I don't know what the fuck for a minute. And, like, the lobby menu pops up. And, like, you can see it, like, scroll to my name. And then, like, just a little, it made the little GTA boom noise, like, when you get money. And he, like, somehow gave me 10 million dollars. I was like, oh, wow. And then he spawned me in a car and then, like, left the lobby. <laughs> I was like, dude, like they'll they'll hack into that, or there's people that'll come take your money and then leave the lobby. Like it's fucking nuts. Like I was on um last time I was on, there was a dude, you know, it was like a little flying bikes on there that everybody's been getting. Like I don't know, there's these bikes on there, like these little rocket bikes. They have like homing missiles and shit. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. I'm I'm curious. Both of them. And they're they're literally there's like such a big like there's such controversy over these bikes because they're fucking cheap. Like you go, you pay like twenty bucks, you get your little Megalodon shark card or whatever the fuck, and you go in there and yeah. 
Little uh, Pressure <laughs> K2. K2. Fuck that thing, bro. That makes you not want to play that game ever again. If there's somebody with that in a lobby, they're going around and they're fucking everybody. You can get around so fucking fast. GTA on them. or Cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. But somebody had one modded as a fucking uh, as a fucking dildo one time, just flying around, like flying around Los Santos and shit. As soon as I opened up the lobby, I was just like, "What the fuck was that? Is that a flying dick, bro?" And then came back around and shot me. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'm blogging the fuck off, this is stupid. Like, you can't do anything, there's, that. there's not having fun on like, just regular servers on there. You gotta, you gotta be up to date with modding and shit on there. You see the sun, this is a community people with no life. Yeah, literally, bro. <laughs> That's what Rockstar gets for letting us play the same game for eight fucking years. Fuck you guys. If you don't want to play this, you gotta go to the Wild West, otherwise you're fucked. Literally, and it's fucking wild over there. Racist. <laughs> no, it's really disappointing. Uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, fuck that game too. Uh, like, I, I, I think it's the most buggiest release in like gaming history. Yeah, yeah. Like it makes Fallout 76 look like nothing. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you buy in? Did you? No, fucking no. I last one I played was New Vegas, and that's, mm. that's how I was gonna stay. That is my favorite. Multiple. Yeah, period. Actually. That's that uh, that's up there for me too. That's top tier. That was a great so game. I tried that uh, Outer Worlds, just the same company, and like I I don't know like I just I couldn't really stay engaged. In it. I don't yeah. I don't um, feel like I, somebody else asked me if I played that recently. And I like, mm. It's worth it. Like I got on sale and you know I spent a good ten hours on it. It was fun, but yeah. uh, not for everyone. That's for sure. Outer Worlds. Should do. Oh, uh, what what time are we at here? Oh, we probably done for. Yeah, shit. Um, I think I think that's really all I <laughs> all I have for us today. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell people? Well, did, did you have anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Um, anything on your mind? Anything you want to shout out to the world or topics you want to discuss? I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm always down to talk about anything. Follows me on social media. That's the place to hit me up. If you have any questions, that's the place. To, that's the place to ask. About most people just doesn't respond to people. I have a hard time responding sometimes because I'm usually busy or like I have so many people trying to hit me up at the same time. Mm-hmm. I gotta take them into like sensitize and then go back into conversation. So like, you gotta hire someone. Yeah, no, dude. I I gotta get to that. I gotta get to that. But um. I don't know, man. There's, know. there's not much besides just. <laughs> well, you got you got Instagram. You got a ton of cool stuff on that. Um, Rearranging people. You're tuning. You're playing live tonight, right? Yes, yes. Live tonight at Nightingale, uh, which is in East Village, downtown Des Moines. Um, I'm on at nine. That's when the show starts. Um, which will obviously probably be open before that if you're out and about drinking and whatnot. It's a decent day out, I guess. Yeah. Kinda. Um, <laughs> it's a little gloomy, but... Uh, Is it outdoors? No, it's oh, indoors. Okay. It's indoors. And I know there was, um, there was a shooting downtown last night. Really? Yeah. Um, right, Goddamn. Right dude. outside of uh, Outlaws. Here, I know we're about to all Mom, I looked that up. I didn't know Yeah, three people got shot. I'm not sure the condition of them. Um... I don't know, I'm not a believer in God or anything, but you know, people 
pray for them, I guess, you know, whatever they need. Um, it was, it was, uh, good. Like it was, a, it was good outside news. of, like, out, it was on, it's on KCCI, for sure. It's, like, outside of Outlaws or stuff all over, some shit like that. And then there was just some fucking state troopers got shot, too. Oh, damn. Yeah, pretty fucking gnarly. But if you're usually like one of those people that are over in like the court, Ave area, um, and you don't feel like you're safe over there, you'll be safe over with us, partying. So slide over there. <laughs> and um, oh yeah, oh, next wait, wait, please, three injured in court avenue shooting. Yep, you just missed it. Boom. So got injured. The Des Moines Police Department is investigating shooting on Court Avenue, according to police. It was just after midnight when a gunman opened fire, injuring three people. Two victims were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The third did not require medical attention. Oh, wow. He used to got shot Damn. instead of fucking walk off. Not, not that shooting is a good thing, but as far as shooting stories good, uh, go, that's, that's, that's not yeah, too bad. That's yeah. bad aim. Did, did, he, did he survive the shooter? I don't think it says. I'm sure they probably... Either, did they, I think he got away or some shit. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, really? He got away? God damn. Powerful device. Damn PD, you fucking suck, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They're fucking ridiculous, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, quick aside. When I was living in Canton, uh, South Dakota, there was, uh, I heard, this, I always heard this story about this bar fight where these two guys went outside the, you know, it was like small town. Yeah, it's like that, like a lure, like yeah. that, it was that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well, yeah. two guys right outside, you know, both really well known, like the guy beats the ever-living fuck out of the guy outside, blood all over the cement, everything, and then the guy, the um, guy that got beat up went to the hospital, the guy that was there ran away, cops knew about all of it, no arrests were ever made, just yeah. like, you know, that like that kind of lawlessness. You know, you would hope in a city would be. Yeah, I don't know the story exactly, but my grandpa shot some motherfucker through a trash can once. I don't know. It was like, yeah, dude, like, went home, got a cold game, and just came back and started blasting. I don't know what the fuck reason. I, I can't remember the details. I, every time I was told the story, I was, like, half tuned out. I, you just hear that, like, yeah. somebody shot somebody, and you're just like, oh, you're just trying to get over that part. Like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. I don't know. People get people get wild at bars, dude. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That that is one of the positives of COVID, huh? It's, you know, well, I don't know, maybe not for everyone, but I feel like people are at least less likely to get into that scenario. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and like now that stuff's starting to pick up and open back up, you're gonna like I don't know, you're gonna see a lot more shit. Like I'm hopefully not like that. But you're gonna see a lot more like conflict and you know, people mm. obviously get into it drunk, belligerent, doing whatever the fuck. Yeah, they do. when you know people have been pent up, they're all. And then people, out. yeah, people have been locked in a fucking house for like a year and a half. Yeah, people like, like people are gonna come out with certain hostility or a certain type of energy, and like I don't know. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's been weird. Especially in Iowa, like everybody's been kind of walking around with a sense of arrogance, like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sick or I'm not this, this, that, and other. I'm just like, okay, like, <laughs> whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the only person you can control at the end of the day is yourself. You know? Yeah, that's why you just, you know, you gotta stick to your own goods. And... Yeah. All right, man. Hey, it's been a great time. Hello. Uh,
like we said, he's performing tonight. If you're watching this live, go out, see him. All yes, that. Yes. Go next, see a good show. Next week, I'm in Iowa City on um, Saturday at Games. So, yeah. The oh, yeah. show starts at 9 as well. And, yeah. Word. Tight. Uh, yeah, it's been a great episode, man. Uh, next week, we will have Jackson Brown. I think you guys are actually buddies, right? Yeah. Oh. Fucking probably with one, so I don't know. Yeah, dude, like, right? yeah, that's that's the best friend. Yeah, yeah, I, kind of, I I didn't know that you guys were necessarily friends. I I saw you guys, you guys were like with speakers or something. And yeah, like, oh, shit, man, we got a whole project. <laughs> All right, man. Hey. Hell yeah, man. Cheers. Peace out, everybody. Happy night. Thank you for tuning into today's episode with Sad Boy Samurai, a uh, good friend. It was really, it was a joy having him on. Um, and I wish him well. I, I know, I'm recording this the day after, but I know he performed. So I really hope that went well, and I hope he keeps doing that. And yeah, you guys should all uh, go check out his Instagram at SoundClub. Um, he's doing a lot. He's got a lot of clout here, so um, I'm really glad to have him on. Uh, like I said, stay tuned. Next week we're gonna have Jackson Brown in the episode. It's actually, or yeah, Jackson Brown. It's like, it's kind of funny because these two, um, Sad Boy and Jackson, are actually friends. And I didn't really know that, so it's kind of funny that happened back to back. But, um, anyways, all right. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you guys have been drinking, smoking, having a good time. Um, yeah. Peace. Have a good one.